0: The Art of Politics by James Bramston Read for LibriVox.org by Sonia The Art of Politics In Imitation of Horace's Art of Poetry If to a human face Sir James should draw A gelding's mane and feathers of macaw A lady's bosom and a tail of cod Who could help laughing at a sight so odd? Just such a monster, sirs, Pray think before ye, when you behold one man, both Whig and Tory. Not more extravagant are drunkard's dreams Than low-church politics with high-church schemes. Painters, you'll say, may their own fancies use, And free-born Britons may their party choose. That's true, I own, but can one piece be drawn For dove and dragon, elephant and fawn? speakers professed who gravity pretend with motley sentiments their speeches blend begin like patriots and like courtiers end some love to roar the constitutions broke and others on the nation's debts to joke some rail they hate the commonwealth so much whatever the subject be against the dutch while others with more fashionable fury begin with turnpikes and conclude with flurry some when the affair was blenheim's glorious battle declaimed against importing irish cattle but you from whatever side you take your name like anna's motto always be the same outsides deceive this hard the truth to know parties from quaint denominations flow as scotch and irish antiquaries show the low are said to take fanatics' parts, The high are bloody papists in their hearts. Caution and fear to highest falls have run. In pleasing both the parties you please none. Who in the house affects declaiming airs, Wails in change-alley panes, in Fish Street bears? Some metaphors some handkerchiefs display, These peep in hats while those with buttons play and make me think it repetition day. There knights, her hug a neighbouring post, and are but quorum orators at most. Sooner than thus my wand of sense expose, I'd deck out bandy legs with gold-clocked hose, or wear a toupee wig without a nose. Nay, I would sooner have thy fizz, I swear, surintendant des plaisirs d'Angleterre ye weekly writers of seditious news take care your subjects artfully to choose white panegyrics, strong or boldly rail you cannot miss preferment or jail wrap up your poison well nor fear to say what was a lie last night is truth today tell this sink that arrive at rid praise let able roper your ambition raise To lie fit opportunity observe, Saving some double meaning in reserve. But, oh, you'll merit everlasting fame If you can quibble on Sir Robert's name. In state affairs use not the vulgar phrase, Talk words scarce known in good Queen Bessie's days. New terms let war or traffic introduce, And try to bring persuading ships in use. Coin words... In coining, never mind common sense, Provided the original be French. Like South Sea stock, expressions rise and fall, King Edward's words are now no words at all. Did aught our predecessor's genius cramp? Sure, every reign may have its proper stamp, All sublunary things of death partake. What alteration does a century make? Kings and Comedians, all are mortal found. Caesar and Pinketh are underground. What's not destroyed by time's devouring hand? Where's Troy, and where's the maypole in the strand? Peas, cabbages, and turnips once grew, where now stands new Bond Street and a newer square. Such piles of buildings now rise up and down, London itself seems going out of town. Our fathers crossed from Fulham in a wherry, Their sons enjoy a bridge at Putney Ferry. Think we that modern words eternal are? To pay and Tompion, Cousins and Colmar, Hereafter will be called by some plain man, A wig, a watch, a pair of stays, a fan. To things themselves, if time such change affords, can there be any trusting to our words? To screen good ministers from public rage, and how with party madness to engage, we learn from Edison's immortal page. The Jacobites' ridiculous opinion is seen from Tickle's letter to Avignon. But who puts Caleb's country craftsmen out is still a secret, and the world's in doubt. Not long since parish clerks With saucy airs applied King David's psalms to state affairs. Some certain tunes to politics belong, On both sides drunkards love a party song. If full across the speaker's chair I go, Can I be said the rules of the house to know? I'll ask, nor give offence without intent, Nor through mere sheepishness be impudent. In acts of Parliament avoid sublime, nor ever address his majesty in rhyme. An act of parliaments, a serious thing, begins with year of lord and year of king, keeps close to form in every word is strict, when it would pains and penalties inflict. Soft words suit best petitioners' intent. Soft words, O ye petitioners of Kent. Whoever harangues before he gives his vote should send sweet language from a tuneful throat. Pulteney the coldest breast with zeal can fire, and Roman thoughts by attic style inspire. He knows from tedious wranglings to beguile the serious house into a cheerful smile. When the great patriot paints his anxious fears for England's safety, I am lost in tears. But when dull speakers strive to move compassion, I pity their poor hearers, not the nation. Unless young members to the purpose speak, I fall a-laughing, or I fall asleep. Can men their inward faculties control? Is not the tongue an index to the soul? Laugh not in time of service to your God, nor bully when in custody of the rod. Look grave, and be from jokes and grinning far, when brought to sue for pardon at the bar. If then you let your ill-timed wit appear, knights, citizens and burgesses will sneer. For land or trade, not the same notion sire, the city merchant and the country squire. Their climes are distant, though one course unites the Lairds of Scotland and the Cornish knights. To likelihood your characters confine, don't turn Sir Paul out, let Sir Paul resign. In Walpole's voice, if factions ill intend, give the two universities a friend, give Maidstone wit and elegance refined, to both the Palhams, give the Scipio's mind, to Cartwright learning, eloquence, and parts, to George the Second give all English hearts. Sometimes fresh names in politics produce, and factions yet unheard of introduce. And if you dare attempt a thing so new, make to itself the flying squadron true. To speak is free, no member is debarred, but funds and national accounts are hard. Safer on common topics to discourse, the malt tax and the military force. On these each coffee house will lend a hint, besides a thousand things that are in print. But steal not word for word, nor thought for thought for you'll be teased to death if you are caught. When factious leaders boast increasing strength, go not too far, nor follow every length. Leave room for change, turn with a grace about, and swear you left them when you found them out. With art and modesty your part maintain, and talk like Colonel Titus, not like Lane. The trading knight. with rants his speech begins, sun, moon and stars, and dragons, saints and kings. But Titus said, with his uncommon sense, when the exclusion bill was in suspense, I hear a lion in the lobby roar. Say, Mr. Speaker, shall we shut the door and keep him there, or shall we let him in to try if we can turn him out again? Some mighty blusterers impeach with noise and call their private cry the nation's voice. From folios of accounts they take their handles, and the whole balance proves a pound of candles, as if Paul's cupola were brought to bed after hard labour of a small pin's head. Some Rufus, some the conqueror bring in, and some from Julius Caesar's days begin. A cunning speaker can command his chaps, and when the house is not in humour, stops. In falsehood probability employs, Nor his old lies with newer lies destroys. If when you speak, you'd hear a needle fall, And make the frequent hear hymns rend the wall, In matters suited to your taste engage, Remembering still your quality and age. Thy task be this, young knight, And hear my song, what politics to every age belong. When babes can speak, babes should be taught to say, King George the Second's health, Hussé, Hussé. Boys should learn Latin for Prince William's sake, And girls Louisa their example make. More loves the youth, just come to his estate, To range the fields than in the house debate, More he delights in favourite jowler's tongue Than in Will Shippen or Sir William Young. If in one chase he can two horses kill, he cares not tuppence for the land-tax bill. Loud in his wine, in women, not over nice, he damns his uncles if they give advice. Votes as his father did, when there's a call, but had much rather never vote at all. We take a different turn at twenty-six, and lofty thoughts on some lord's daughter fix, with men in power strict friendship we pursue, with some considerable post in view. A man of forty fears to change his note, one way to speak and the other way to vote. Careful his tongue in passion to command, avoids the bar and speakers reprimand. In bags the old man lets his treasure rust, afraid to use it or the funds to trust. When stocks are low, he wants the heart to buy, and through much caution sees them rise too high. Things nothing rightly done since 78, swears present members do not talk, but prate. In Charles the Second's days, says he, ye prigs, Tories were Tories then, and Whigs were Whigs. Alas, this is a lamentable truth, we lose in age as we advance in youth. I laugh when twenty will like eighty talk, and old Sir John with Polly Peacham walk now as to double or to false returns when pockets suffer and when anger burns oh thing surpassing faith night strives with night when both have bribed and neither's in the right the bailiff's self is sent for in that case and all the witnesses had face to face selected members soon the fraud unfold in full committee of the house tis told the incredible corruption is destroyed the chairman's angry and the election void those who would captivate the well-bred throng should not too often speak nor speak too long church nor church matters ever turn to sport nor make st stephen's chapel dover court the speaker when the commons are assembled may to the grecian chorus be resembled tis his the young and modest to espouse and see none draw or challenge in the house. Tis his old hospitality to use, and three good printers for the house to choose, to let each representative be heard, and take due care the chaplain be preferred, to hear no motion made that's out of joint, and where he spies his member, make his point. To Tonight's new chosen, in old time would come, the county trumpet, And perhaps a drum now when a burgess new elect appears come train bands horse guards foot guards grenadiers when the majority the town clerk tells his honor pays the fiddles waits and bells harangues the mob and is as wise and great as the most mystic oracle of state when the duke's grandson for the county stood his beef was fat and his october good his lordship took each ploughman by the fist, Drunk to their sons, their wives and daughters kissed, But when strong beer their freeborn hearts inflames, They sell him bargains, and they call him names. Thus is it deemed in English nobles wise To stoop for no one reason but to rise. Election matters shun with cautious awe, O oh, all ye judges learned in the law, A judge by bribes as much himself degrades, As duchess' dowager by masquerades. Try not with jests obscene to force a smile, Nor lard your speech with mother Neatham's style. Let not your tongue to old fieldismus run, And kibberismus with abhorrence shun. Let not your looks affected words disgrace, Nor join with silver tongue a brazen face. Let not your hands, like tall boys, be employed, and the mad rant of tragedy avoid. Just in your thoughts, in your expression clear, neither too modest nor too bold appear. Others in vain a like success will boast, he speaks most easy who has studied most. A peer's pert air has to the common spoke a vile reflection or a bawdy joke call to the house of lords of this beware tis what the bishop's bench will never bear among the commons is such freedom shown they lash each other and attack the throne yet so unskilful or so fearful some for nine that speak there's nine and forty dumb when james i at great britannia's helm ruled this word-clipping and word-coining realm No words to royal favour made pretence, But what agreed in sound and clashed in sense. Thrice happy he, how great that speaker's praise, Whose every period looked an hundred ways. What then? We now with just abhorrence shun The trifling quibble and the schoolboy's pun. Though no great connoisseur, I make a shift Just to find out a durfee from a swift. I can discern with half an eye, I hope, Mist from joe edison from euston pope i know a farce from one of Congre's plays and kibber's opera from johnny gay's when pert defoe his saucy papers writ he from a cart was pillared for his wit by mob was pelted half a morning space and rotten eggs besmeared his yellow face the censor then improved the listening aisle and held both parties in an artful smile A scribbling crew now pinching winter brings that spare no earthly nor no heavenly things nor church nor state nor treasurers nor kings but blasphemy displeases all the town and for defying scripture law and crown woolston should pay his fine and lose his gown it must be owned the journals try all ways to merit their respective parties praise they jar in every article from spain a war these threaten those a peace maintain though lie they will to give em all their due in foreign matters and domestic too whoever thou art that wouldst the postman write Enquire all day and hearken all the night sure gazetteers and writers of courants might soon exceed the intelligence of france to be outdone old england should refuse as in her arms, so in her public news. But truth is scarce, the scene of action large, and correspondence an excessive charge. There are who say no man can be a wit unless for Newgate or for Bedlam fit. Let pamphleteers' abusive satire write to show a genius is to show a spite. That author's works will never be reckoned good who has not been where curl the printer stood alas poor me you may my fortune guess i write and yet humanity profess though nothing can delight a modern judge without ill nature and a private grudge i love the king the queen and royal race i like the government but want no place too low in life to be a justice i and for a constable thank god too high was never in a plot My brain's not hurt. I politics to poetry convert. A politician must, as I have read, be furnished in the first place with a head. A head well filled with Machiavellian brains and stuffed with precedents of former reigns. Must journals read and Magna Carta quote, but acts still wiser if he speaks by note. Learns well his lesson and never fears mistakes for ready money ready speakers makes he must instructions and credentials draw pay well the army and protect the law give to his country what's his country's due but first help brothers sons and cousins too he must treat grocers upon war and peace and the twelve judges salary increase he must oblige old friends and new allies and find out ways and means for fresh supplies he must the weavers' grievances redress, and merchants' wants in merchants' words express. Dramatic poets that expect the base should cull our histories for party plays. Wickford's ambassador should fill their head, and the state trials carefully be read, for what is Dryden's muse and Otway's plots to the Earl of Essex or the Queen of Scots? This said that Queen Elizabeth could speak at twelve years old right attic full mouth greek hence was the student forced at greek to drudge if he would be a bishop or a judge divines and lawyers now don't think they thrive till promised places of men still alive how old is such a one in such a post the answer is he's seventy-five almost the archbishop and the master of the rolls neither is young and ones as old as Paul's, will men that ask such questions publish books like learned hookers or chief justice cooks? On tender subjects with discretion touch, and never say too little or too much. On trivial matters flourishes are wrong, motions for candles never should be long. Or if you move, in case of sudden rain, to shut the windows, speak distinct and plain. UNLESS YOU TALK GOOD ENGLISH DOWNRIGHT SENSE, CAN YOU BE UNDERSTOOD BY SERGEANT SPENCE? NEW STORIES ALWAYS SHOULD WITH TRUTH AGREE, OR TRUTH'S HALF-SISTER, PROBABILITY. SCARCE COULD TOFT'S RABBITS AND PRETENDED THROWS ON HALF THE HONORABLE HOUSE IMPOSE. WHEN CATO SPEAKS, YOUNG SHALLOW RUNS AWAY, AND SWEARS IT IS SO DULL HE CANNOT STAY. When rakes begin on blasphemy to border, Bromley and Hanmer cry aloud, To order! The point is this, with manly sense and ease, To inform the judgment and the fancy, please. Praise it deserves, nor difficult the thing, At once to serve one's country and one's king. Such speeches bring the wealthy tonsons gain, From age to age they minute it remain, As precedents for George the twentieth's reign. Is there a man on earth so perfect found, who never mistook a word in sense or sound? Not blundering, but persisting is the fault. No mortal sin is lapsus linguae thought. Clerks may mistake, considering who tis from. I pardon little slips in Claire dom com. But let me tell you I'll not take his part, if every Thursday he date die mart. Of sputtering mortals tis the fatal curse, By mending blunders still to make em worse. Men sneer when, gets a lucky thought, And stare if Windham should be nodding caught. But sleepings what the wisest man may do, Should the committee chance to sit till two. Not unlike paintings principles appear, Some best at distance, some when we are near. The love of politics so vulgar's grown my landlord's party from his sign is known mark of french wine see ormond's head appear while marlborough's face directs to beer and beer some buchanan's the pope's head some like best the devil's tavern is a standing jest whoever you are that have a seat secure duly returned and from petition sure stick to your friends in whatsoever you say with strong aversion shun the middle way. The middle way the best we sometimes call, but tis in politics no way at all. A trimmer's what both parties turn to sport, by country hated and despised at court. Who would in earnest to a party come, must give his vote, not whimsical, but plumb. There is no medium, for the term in vogue on either side is honest man or rogue. Can it be difficult our minds to show Where all the difference is yes or no? In all professions time and pains give skill, Without hard study dare physicians kill? Can ye that never read statutes or reports Give chamber counsel or urge law in courts? But every whipster knows affairs of state, Nor fears on nicest subjects to debate. A knight of eighteen hundred pounds a year, who minds his head, if his estate be clear? Sure he may speak his mind and tell the house, he matters not the government allows. lack learning knights, these things are safely said, to friends in private at the Bedford head, but in the house, before your tongue runs on, consult Sir James, Lord William's dead and gone. Words to recall is in no member's power, One single word may send you to the Tower. The wronged to help, the lawless to restrain, Thrice every year in ancient Egbert's reign, The members to the Mitchell-Yemat went, In after ages called the Parliament. Early the mitchell did begin To enroll their statutes on a parchment-skin, for impious treason hence no room was left, for murder, for polygamy or theft, since when the Senate's power both sexes know, from hops and claret, soap and calico. Now wholesome laws young senators bring in gains jails, attorneys, bribery and gin. Since such the nature of the British state, the power of Parliament so old and great, Ye squires and Irish lords, tis worth your care to be returned for city, town or shire by sheriff, bailiff, constable or mayor. Some doubt which to a seat has best pretense, a man of substance or a man of sense, but never any member feats will do without a headpiece and a pocket too. Sense is required the depth of things to reach, and money gives authority to speech a man of business won't till evening dine abstains from women company and wine from fig's new theatre he'll miss a night though cocks and bulls and irish women fight nor sultry sun nor storms of soaking rain the man of business from the house detain nor speaks he for no reason but to say i am a member and i spoke to-day I'll speak sometimes, you'll hear his lordship cry, because some speak that have less sense than I. The man that has both land and money, too, may wonders in a trading borough do, they'll praise his venison and commend his port, turn their two former members into sport, and, if he likes it, satirise the court. But at a feast this difficult to know from real friends, an undiscovered foe, the man that swears he will the poll secure and pawns his soul—that your election's sure—suspect that man. Beware, all is not right. He's ten to one a corporation bite. All the men pond a downright honest man would say, "I cannot help you, or I can." To spend your money, sir, is all a jest. Matters are settled set your heart at rest we've made a compromise and sir you know that sends one member high and the other low but if his good advice you would not take he'd scorn your supper and your punch forsake leave you of mighty interest to brag and poll two voices like sir robert fagg parliament is a sort of itch that will too oft unwary knights bewitch Two good estates, Sir Harry Clodpole spent, sate thrice, but spoke not once in Parliament. Two good estates are gone, who'll take his word? Oh, should his uncle die, he'd spend a third. He'd buy a house, his happiness to crown, within a mile of some good borough town, tag, rag, and bobtail to Sir Harry's run, men that have votes and women that have none. Sons, daughters, grandsons, with his honour, dine he keeps a public-house without a sign. Cobblers and smith extol the ensuing choice, and drunken tailors boast their right of voice, dearly, the free-born neighbourhood is bought. they never leave him while his worth agroat, so leech his stick, nor quit the bleeding wound till oft they drop with skinfuls to the ground.. Finis.